Hi, this is Amy from Play First Song today. This podcast is for complete and early beginning pianists. If you have never played piano before, just begin learning the piano or getting just back into it after a long break and consider yourself a beginner. You have come to the right place. I've been teaching piano for over 30 years and have worked with all levels of piano students, but always loved uh, working with beginners because it gave me the biggest satisfaction. I currently am running a piano teaching website called playfirstsongtoday.com specifically for beginners in an effort to reach wider mm-hmm. audience and teach the joy of piano. Before we begin, let me first apologize that this episode is now running late. I told you in last episode that my regular uploads of the podcast series will be Mondays and Thursdays, and I ended up missing Thursday. I had some clearly unforeseen family emergency that prevented me to have it ready for you. So again, I'm so sorry. I hope I get to make it up by giving you a great episode today. I will nonetheless keep the other half of my promise from last episode um, in that today's topic is another question that I was asked a lot during my 30 years of teaching. What instrument should I play first? Even more, was that what should my child's first instrument should be? A disclaimer here. Please know that these are my personal opinions in my, per, uh, my opinions only, so do take them as references as you see fit. In my music school, we taught practically every instrument. Let me list here in details to give you an idea what a typical music school teaches. From the most popular, acoustic and electric piano, acoustic, electric, and classical guitar, drums, voice, orchestral instruments, starting with a string instrument, violin, viola, cello, upright bass, then woodwind instruments, oboe, bassoon, clarinet, flute, and English horn. Brass instruments, trumpet, French horn, trombone, and tuba. Sitting up front of the school is where you can start to notice the most popular pop tunes at the time, artists, and never-dying classics. I heard a lot of ugly, but promising. Okay, to be perfectly honest, the promising part isn't really true. Let me start over. I heard a lot of ugly beginning student sounds where you think to yourself, those poor parents that have to endure that. You know what? The truth is that by about third lesson, it really isn't too bad. Then by fifth or sixth lesson, they start to play songs that you can actually recognize. It's actually pretty amazing if you think about it. Going back to our topic, what I just gave you, my experience of hearing students transform, that pretty much sums it all up. While I always have people come up to me asking me to pull out one instrument name out of a hat, the fact is that any instrument can be the perfect instrument. There just are a few small prints that you might want to consider. There are a lot of instruments out there. So how do you know what to pick or what would suit you or your child? As much as you want your mystery instrument to appear in your dreams, or your child will fall madly in love with the instrument you give them for their birthday or Christmas, or something that their teacher hands them in class, And we all live happily ever after, right? If you happen to be one of those people who knew exactly which instrument from the get-go and have never looked back, congratulations. 
for the rest of us, it may not be that easy. So before I go into some examples, we'll take a short 30 second break. We'll be right back. We're back now. Let's think about how you shop, for an instance. Maybe you watched someone with a great pair of slacks and thought to yourself, wow, that looks really nice. I wonder if I should get some. You have always loved going to your friend's house for a Super Bowl party and thought, man, it'll be so cool. I want to start having my own get together. Then you figure you want a nice big TV. You start looking up online by Googling best TV for watching sports. You may measure your wall size, go over to Best Buy to look at different TVs. What I'm trying to explain here is a process. That slacks or the TV that your friend has on may work great for them, but would it necessarily work for you the same? It may or may not. I would assume that there was one instrument or two that you thought would be so cool to play. Maybe you watched someone play and they just looked and sounded fantastic. Don't just go out and get one, then in two weeks decide that you have no musical talent. So you know, so-called musical talent is such an unfairly used word in my opinion. Sure, there really are child prodigies and geniuses who demonstrate superior abilities to play an instrument, just like how some people can become great tennis players or swimmers. We know full well, even those who are born with innate abilities to perform anything are bred into the champions that they are through much practices and persistence. You may love to watch basketball, but your height may give you a certain disadvantage, but your body type may work great for, say, gymnastics. So why so many people think differently when choosing an instrument for them or for their children? For the remainder of this episode, I'm going to give you ideas to consider. Again, this is based on my base and my own experience as a pianist, raising my kids who played multiple instruments and hundreds of students and families that I saw in my 30 years of teaching experience. Number one, size matters. I've always been an average height, weight, and size in general. However, I have really tiny hands. When my mom wheeled me into piano, Unfortunately, she didn't consider this fact. Now, giving her a credit that I was two and it probably wasn't noticeable at the time because all the other two-year-olds have tiny hands, I always found it unfortunate that due to my small hands, I was often told not to or discouraged to play certain pieces for important events such as concerts or competitions. All the ones that you want to impress your parents or a cute boy required me to play at least a few different octaves or move between high and low notes quickly. Something fancy, right? It really took me a long time for me to finally reach an octave with one hand. For those of you who don't know what an octave is, it's playing two piano keys that are eight spaces apart with one hand. As an example, C to C, the next C on the piano. If that doesn't make any sense, don't even worry about it. In short, it really isn't too far away from one to the next. By the way, at the end of the episode, I will reveal to you what I wish I'd have started with. If I could go back to my younger self, what would I play? And I'll explain why. My oldest daughter is tiny. 
As a fully matured adult, she stands at about 5'4". Interestingly, I almost did what my mom did to me. I have always thought cello is the most beautiful sounding instrument. So when she turned fourth grade and expressed interest in joining school orchestra, I told her that cello is a great instrument and she should do it. She said, okay. So I got our lessons to get a head start. And unfortunately, we both learned very quickly that it may not be the best fit for her. For her smaller than average limbs and height, even the smaller sized cellos were just too awkward for her. She just did not like how instrument fit her. So we went to the next best thing, violin. After a few lessons, it turned out that wasn't a good fit, a good fit for her either. While it was small enough for her body and she liked the instrument, she said the sound was just too high-pitched. As highly gifted and mature she was, she found the high-pitched sounds very uneasy. So we went to the next alternative, viola. Viola is like a middle of between piano, I mean, a violin and cello. So a little bit bigger than violin and you kind of hold it like a violin but it's smaller, definitely smaller than cello. And it sounds um, lower than the violin, but a little bit higher than the cello. Anyway, it worked beautifully. She loved the instrument, it fit her perfectly, and she loved the sounds, matched her personality. She is in science, but loved the instrument enough that she has even minored um, in viola performance, and she still enjoys it. One more thing here. I believe wholeheartedly. I mean, she's always been a smart child, but I believe that music gifted her further academically. I taught her piano at an early age of two. And although she really wouldn't consider herself as a, um, a prominent pianist, she can sit at piano and read treble and bass class. Then as soon as she picks up her viola, her brain instantly switches to alto clef. It has always amazed me because for somebody who has always been a pianist and nothing else, I really have to think about when transitioning between different clefs. It happens so instantly for her. By the way, I have seen academic and even sports abilities improve drastically among young children when they start instruments. There have been numerous studies that playing musical instruments develop your timing and motor skills. I have had more than just a few parents claim that their kids' math scores have improved since they started music lessons. Two, listen to your child. Obviously, as an adult, it's easy for us to choose an instrument that we feel is good for us. I have seen so many parents just decide the first instrument because they heard that it's a good instrument for a child. It sometimes does work where a child learns to love the instrument. But many times, a child would come into a music school with a, already something in mind, but parents tell them they, co they can only play that instrument after learning so-and-so first two years. Unfortunately, the child has a low probability to last the whole two years playing an instrument that they thought was boring to begin with. Then music is ingrained into the child's brain as boring and their impression towards music becomes negative. The point is to keep an open mind and don't shut the door because first couple instruments didn't work. I have met a lot of people in all walks of life 
I have yet to meet one person who didn't say they wished they learned to play an instrument or stuck with it when their parents first introduced them. I always tell them the same thing. Only difference is that my mom didn't let me quit. She planted enough seeds and gave me just enough tools for me to continue to enjoy. Don't think that your child's musical journey ended because they are stopping weekly lessons or taking a break. A lot of music schools offer uh, fun uh, musical events or classes during the summertime. A huge event for uh, lots of preteen and teenage boys for us was rock band camps. We hosted it every summer and we always filled it all up. Don't stop offering opportunities. You just never know when they'll be reignited. I promise to you, you will hear them thank you later in their lives. Three, there is no easiest instrument. One of the most frequent questions from parents is what the easiest instrument to play or to learn is. Depending on your child's age, maturity, most of all, preference, literally any instrument can become a good choice. Believe it or not, it is possible for young children to play various instruments because a lot of them are very specifically sized for small hands and bodies. As an example, string instruments such as violin, viola, cello, guitar, and even drums come in smaller sizes for kids as young as four or five. If a child is interested in wind instruments, you may need to have some discussion with your young child because these instruments would be difficult to hold in position for a longer period of time or make proper sounds initially, and that can lead to a lot of frustration. Now, I have seen many, even young children, power through because they're positively influenced and encouraged. But if you want to grant your child's wish for a larger instrument, you need to set the right expectation. If you tell a child that she should play a particular instrument because it's easy, chances are she will quit as soon as it becomes difficult. I've seen so many parents tell a student, oh, you should play this one because it's so cool, so fun, it's so easy to learn. And guess what? There are going to be times where it's not fun anymore. We're going to be times where it's going to be difficult. So again, setting the right expectation is critical. To sum it all up, I'm going to give you a few recommendations. Let's take one final 30 second break. Now let's get right to the recommendations. If you or your child doesn't have a particular instrument in mind, but want to start somewhere, piano is a great instrument because it tends to give you more foundation that can be applied later, even playing other instruments. If you or your child is persistent in learning the guitars, know that your fingers will swell and be a little painful until calluses are formed. To prevent this becoming a reason to quit, you may want to start with nylon string guitars, and we usually call them classical guitars. A lot of times kids can't tell the difference and they just know it's a guitar that they are playing on. And please do not mix or switch out nylon and steel strings on random guitars. You may soon see your guitar neck bending and breaking. If your young child become fascinated with giant instruments such as French horn, tuba, etc., Turn their attention to smaller instruments such as recorders 
and encourage them to graduate to bigger instruments. You can just go to uh, local music stores and have them try holding it for a minute or two while trying to make a sound. They'll understand very quickly the reason. Also, these large instruments are easily chipped when bumped into things. And these instruments tend to be very expensive to replace. If you have to, I would suggest to rent them instead of having to purchase them outright. Expensive instruments are typically hard to resell as well. On the subject of instrument rentals, string instruments such as violin, viola, cello, and upright basses all come in smaller sizes, such as three quarters, half, quarter, eighth, even sixteenth. Instead of buying cheap instruments that your child will grow out, especially anything less than half size, they sound terrible. So instead, rent quality instruments and you're likely to get good instruments um, through your local um, instrument rental places. And even your child will appreciate and trust me, you'll have to brave many months of squeaking every time the boat touches strings and play many versions of Mary Had a Little Lamb over and over and over. It'll be even gentler to your ears. Uh, once reached the full size, they would have developed their preferred tones, weight of the instruments, and then the bow. At this time, they will get to choose the instrument that they matches their preferences and hopefully in your price range. And a lot of times when you're renting, they would be either in school year terms or even monthly rents. So if they decide to change or if they don't want that instrument anymore, you can simply just return it. You don't even have to worry about reselling or um, you know, giving it to somebody. If your child is a vocalist and is likely to be more serious with addition, additions later on, it always is a good idea to have them spend a portion of their lesson times to learn piano um, so they can read music. For young students, singing, even for half an hour, can be a little bit too much. And the teacher is likely to spend some of their time either with theory or other ex exercises so students don't have to use their voice the whole time anyway. So I recommend asking about 10 out of 30 minutes or 15, 20 minutes out of 45 minute lessons be used for basic piano lessons. It's an advantage for vocalists to know how to read music and will be hugely handy when they are given random music to sing during um, auditions later on. I often see that many parents put too much weight on their child's first instrument. They also tend to bring certain pre-notion uh, pre on how instrument teaching for kids should be. While it is great for parents to ask opinions of others or research about what instruments should their kids play first, I always caution them about not including their children before making final decision. I have witnessed over and over a previously uh, frustrated child falls in love with different instruments and their attitude towards lessons drastically change. As I previously stated, these are my own opinions and would I ever say you should avoid certain instruments based on my opinions. In spite of everything that I just told you, if either you or your child is dead set on, on one instrument, have at it. I think it's much better to become a proficient instrumentalist in anything than you later regret quitting because you are stuck with an, uh, an instrument that you just didn't enjoy. In the beginning, I promised to reveal if I can go back to my younger self, 
what instrument would I have myself start? And it's violin. I love the sounds and the high-pitched sounds don't bother me. My small fingers fit well on the frets and get to be in orchestra with friends. I would have enjoyed the challenging aspect that I'll be competing to get um, to the higher chair as I progress. For those of you who are not sure what that means, you typically have to addition your way up to higher chair in an orchestra. And it's a huge honor when you get to be named either the first chair or the principal of your orchestra. And you get to play your first note in an orchestra where everyone else will be tuning to your instrument. You will understand if you pay close attention to the very beginning at any orchestra performance. Lastly, if you and your child is wanting to start an instrument and needing guidance, I invite you to spend some time with me so I can help you choose size or instrument searching and more. So text me to 720-909-3217 or use a forum on my website, www.playfirstsongtoday.com and that's play1stsongtoday.com. I also offer a one-on-one -on -one consultation. I hope today's session was beneficial to you and I made it up for missing last week some way. Don't forget to subscribe so you're alerted uh, when a new episode is ready, even if I have another emergency that interrupts a regular episode to be uploaded. Hopefully that doesn't happen anymore. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to see you next time. This was Amy from PlayForSongToday.com. Happy tunes. <laughs>